0: This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story, regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey... We do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I've never
1: had it so good. Oh, good. I love that (laughs) answer. (laughs) I kind of stole it
0: from my dad, but I use it all the time
1: because I love seeing people's reactions to it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, dad, things are sometimes the best. Absolutely. I have been binging your content. Um, I really love your page and the entire like aesthetic of your page because it's so organized and everything is labeled and I didn't even know that you could categorize your videos at the top of the page and I'm like oh great now I need to redo my entire page so that I can vibe the way I vibe with your page
1: oh my gosh well thank you so much yeah I definitely pay a lot of attention to detail so I really appreciate you taking notice of that <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely Uh, Well, thank you so much for joining me. I know that um, we haven't really ever talked before. I found your TikTok and wanted to have you on the podcast because I wanted to learn a little bit more about your practice. And on my uh, episode last week, we were actually talking about fairy lore and about um, like fae stories that are told and folklore that kind of goes around. And so I just thought it was kind of all connected to talk with you this week. Oh, yes. Definitely
1: very serendipitous. Uh, I definitely love seeing those little connections in the universe, right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: And it's all like divinely timed, I feel like. Um, So the way that I always start off is I ask um, how you identify yourself in the spiritual community, if you do it all, and then what kind of spirituality you were raised in. Okay, yeah. So I identify as an eclectic witch, um,
1: mainly because most of the labels that I've ascribed to myself are very broad. I like to say I choose the least boxy of the boxes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It just gives me more freedom to explore what I feel drawn to at a certain point, instead of saying, I am solely a divination witch, even though divination is a huge part of my practice. Um, but so yeah, I feel like that gives me a bit of freedom to explore. And um, And that kind of stems from my background, actually. My parents were always very much um, wanting me to be my own person and kind of find my own path, which I know a lot of people don't get. And I'm so grateful to have had that experience. Um, My mother is Jewish, but we really only ever celebrated Hanukkah at home. And my father is spiritual, but not religious. So already there's kind of that little juxtaposition there. Um, I was sent to a Catholic elementary and middle school, and I had a lot of Christian friends. So I ended up being in a Christian youth group and attending church occasionally. So I feel like I kind of got that very mainstream religion kind of um, exposure, Um, but it never really resonated with me. And for a really long time, I identified as agnostic, but I just kind of found a label that works better for me. (laughs) I really like to remain open-minded. And I love having discussions with people who hold different beliefs than I do so that I can kind of continue to expand my knowledge.
0: I think that's really cool. I find that as I'm listening to you talk, I feel like you and I are very similar. Um, if I was gonna have to categorize myself, it would be eclectic as well. And I'm very much like haven't labeled myself because I do feel like it puts you in a box, and I do not like being confined. It was a box that I was trying to like be forced into, and I was like, no, this doesn't work. Speaking of religion, so your mom was Jewish, uh, and but your dad was just like open to different spiritualities. Is that what you said? Yes. That is correct. That's so interesting because I've found with talking with people who come from any Jewish backgrounds, it's usually the opposite. It's usually the man who's Jewish Mm -hmm. and um, is working on, I wouldn't say is trying to convert, but that is like a usual thing that I find of like following the husband in religion. So I think it's really cool that your parents had their own separate thing with respecting each other how did you end up at a catholic was it catholic school um it was just (laughs) just the best
1: education it used to be like a b student uh really like i loved school the only c i ever got was in religion
0: i was like what the heck (laughs) you were slacking off because you had more room (laughs) apparently i was like did i not pray well enough like what did i do wrong Now, when you had religious studies, was it just practicing Catholicism or did you learn about different religions? I'm pretty sure it was mainly Catholicism. I see you doing tarot now. Um, obviously, uh, your, your name is Fairy Tarot Goddess, which I'm obsessed with. Um, <laughs> so I see that you do tarot and you're you categorize yourself as a witch. So are there other divinations and practices? Do you work with deities as well?
1: Yes. Um, so on the divination side, tarot is my main practice. I do utilize a pendulum, which I feel like is kind of like a simpler divination method. I do a lot of shufflemancy when I'm driving as well. So similar in the sense that like I have a playlist. And so I'll say, OK, here's my question. The third song after this one is the answer to that question um, or something along those lines. I do also like I have resources and like tools for runes and palm reading and other like forms of divination i just haven't dove deeper into those things just yet um because yeah my
0: focal point has really been tarot i think that's really cool um do you have specific deities that you work with all of the time or are you kind of open with different deities working with you for different things um, a combination of both.
1: And I feel like that's kind of my answer for a lot of things. I I don't typically say like, one or the other, I instead instead of like, one entity, you know, I, I see it as a group of entities. And with deities, like sometimes they're coming in and out. And Iris is one who's kind of always been there always will be there. Um, a lot of the other deities I've worked with have kind of more so come in and out to Perhaps teach a particular lesson, how Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make space for someone new to come in now. Um, so the the first deity that I, I kind of briefly touched on already was Pan, who's also in the Greek pantheon. Um, yes. And I didn't actually necessarily do a lot of work with him. I did some meditations where, like, we kind of, like, met and he walked me through some things. Um, So, I mean, I guess that would be considered, like, a working. Um, But it was very brief. Um, But so, yeah. And then I'm trying to think. I feel like yeah it's been very like brief interactions but I worked with Loki for a longer period of time though it still was kind of short in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I feel like it was only like 6 months but it was it was like such potent work that when he actually Left to make room for Lilith to come in, which was really interesting timing too, because I had been wanting to dive a little bit deeper into my my Jewish heritage, and um, I felt like it was good timing for her to come in because that was something that I was being drawn to. My life was so chaotic while I was working with him, <laughs> and even when he left, he was like, "I'll be back for your Saturn return." I was like, "Oh great, <laughs> looking yes. forward to that." <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's definitely something where, like, they kind of come when I need that energy in my life to help guide me through a particular point on my spiritual journey.
0: Do you feel like Lilith came into your, like, consciousness and your awareness at a time when maybe you felt like you were being misunderstood or, like, miscategorized by other people?
1: Yes. And that what's interesting that you brought that up specifically is that was also kind of the work that I was doing with Loki. Um, and like the big, I feel like it was like the work was all leading up to this one big, um, crescendo, um, with, um, <laughs> I, I, I hope that was the right word. Um, <laughs> I'm just
0: imagining this orchestra and you're like getting into your magic and it's like, dun, 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 dun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but so, cause a lot of the work that I did with him was around like, not allowing other people's opinions of me to mm. influence how I felt about myself. Cause he's very much like a, I do what I want. I don't care what other people think, you know? So, right, um, and that kind of like climax that I experienced was one of my videos where I talked about my past lives went viral on Reddit um, in the wrong like sector of reddit it was oh, a no. it was a sub called cringe topia and i don't think i need to go any further detail into that like that's just the vibe that that was but people started seeking me out because they reposted my video and my handle was on the video and so i was just having like a flood of reddit trolls coming to my page telling me that i was crazy and like oh. a lot of a lot of worse things but i'll keep it pg here you don't have to <laughs>
0: oh
1: Okay. Good to know. Um, but yeah, so it was just like, it was really intense and it, it was really draining for my energy. And so then the, the transition happened where I feel like I kind of made it through that Loki left so that Lilith could come in. And then, yeah, she's been very much about like empowering me tapping into the dark feminine and not being afraid to just kind of like own my power.
0: I keep on mentioning dark goddesses. And I actually have a dark goddess Oracle deck. Ooh. And so I'm gonna end up pulling cards for you, um, before we finish this I because I, I've, I've got Lilith in here who is, um, in here she is the goddess of equality, mm. and Lilith for me just always represents like being misunderstood because you know she's seen as evil or, or and whatnot and being Satan's mistress when in actuality, um she was supposed to have been created by God for Adam originally. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that she's seen as such a horrible misunderstood woman is because she wanted to be able to have her own freedom and a voice and to be an equal to a man. And that as with so many other things in the Bible made it so that she was, um, she was just an evil woman.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's really interesting too, because that is exactly what drew me to her and her story. Um, But also being a part of the Jewish community, there are a lot of Jewish practitioners who do not think that that is the case. And they really have this idea that she is evil and dangerous. And I mean, I think inherently like any entity, um, especially deities, They are inherently like very powerful and we do have to be careful with how we approach them because, you know, you don't want to you don't want to piss off an entity who's more powerful than you. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, But so it's just been really interesting to kind of navigate that, because even within the Jewish community, though, there are people like that disagree with that sentiment like they're they're both sides of the spectrum and so I'm just kind of again like I'm in the middle like uh I'm just gonna do what feels right and uh (laughs) like (laughs) but there is a whole like modern reclamation of Lilith and her story and kind of like applying this idea like this of this feminist icon and so yeah it's just interesting being like within the midst of all of that and seeing it all play out, um, from that Jewish perspective as well. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> I like how eclectic, and I mean, you, you identify yourself as eclectic, but I like how eclectic your, um, your practice and the things that you bring in are. I know that like I'm new for you and the podcast is new for you. Um, but the whole basis of, The podcast and why I originally started was because I came from an organized religious upbringing and have been on a search for years to figure out, you know, what my practice is. And I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere because I pull so many different things from different places and use gifts in different ways. And I wanted to make a place where everybody belonged for what they believed in. And Um, Where they could kind of share their story with other people so that other people don't feel alone in their unique journey, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I, as you said, Pan earlier, I remembered that I specifically found your page because I um, recognized that, um, who I've been working with for years and didn't realize that it was a deity relationship was with Pan. And I was like, okay, well, I need to learn more now. And I started being on this, uh, path of him being like, you need to be researching about me and figure out how I show up different for every different person. I'm not the same for anybody that I, that, um, I show up for. And so then I just looked in TikTok for the hashtag, um, the god pan and your page came up and i think that i only saw one video on your page about pan but then i got lost in the portal of Faye, and i couldn't (laughs) get out gosh i wish you could see my face
1: right now my jaw like dropped when you were saying all of that it's like what also because the book that i am starting to read right now is called The Horned God of the Witches by Jason Mankey. And it's literally about like all of the different forms that the horned God takes. Because that was another thing with within like my daily work practice. It was like, it started with Pan and then I was just like getting all of these, um, I don't even want to call them messages, but I just felt like I was seeing all of these things about different horned gods. Because there was a point where I was like, is this Pan, is this Kernunos is this Loki? And just like the horned helmet like you know I was getting kind of lost in it and I was getting confused and then it was like I got the same actual message about like I show up differently for different people um and I was so excited to find this book because it specifically talks about like the interconnection of all of those um entities or entity I guess so yeah I thought that was really interesting
0: what was the name of that book I'm writing it down right now
1: yeah it's the horned god of the witches by Jason okay. Mankey. And I
0: haven't, I haven't read it yet,
1: so I can't speak to you whether or not it is good, but I was just <laughs> like, the, the way that I found it, I was like thinking about this so intensely, and then I was like, oh, here's a book about exactly what I've been like <laughs> mulling over for the past few weeks. So I had to,
0: I had to pick it up. I feel like if it came into your existence and uh, your eye, it's for a reason. I, um, my father-in-law gave me this book to read about pan and it's written from somebody talking about their personal experience with them. And I was reading and I'm like, this is the most boring thing. I do not care. And I just kept hearing like, no, there's like, there's information about me. You need to hear. And it ended up being this story about um, like the birth of pan and the raising of pan and his father. And just, I just thought that was very informative. That's all that I got out of that book. But I think that even if you only get, you know, good information from a page, it was still worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. (laughs) I have multiple questions about Faye. If you want to like dive into that and teach me the things you know.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Fire (laughs) away. Okay. So the first, and these are also from, uh, listeners as well. Um, I asked them if they had any questions. So are fairies tricksters or are they just misunderstood? So I see them as gray beings. Um, and
1: so they can be very tricky. Um, but it's because they have different morals than we do. Um, I feel like I, I saw someone talk about it. I think it was, um, Piper CJ. So like, I feel like everyone knows her now. Um, But so I'm pretty sure it was her. And she mentioned something about like, we have black and white morals, and the Fae have like, orange and yellow morals, you know, like, they're just (laughs) different, Um, which doesn't make it inherently good or bad, because that's something that we as humans ascribe to our morality is good and bad. Um, but yes, they definitely do like to play tricks um, just because that's kind of been a lot of my experience is them like hiding things from me and being kind of like silly, but it's never been like um, like a scary type of trick. But that's kind of what I like to warn people about because it really depends on the, the entity that you end up interacting with um, and if it has like what its intentions are. Um, and there are a lot of stories, especially in folklore, of people being tricked in a way where like they end up uh, <laughs> uh, not having a good time, I will say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's definitely important to um, to know what you're doing before like trying to do anything within that that realm, I would say.
0: Yeah. Someone, you mentioned Piper, someone said, um, they had first asked if you have seen Piper on TikTok and then asked if you guys have the same exact beliefs regarding fairies. Um,
1: I mean, yes, I've definitely seen her. We're mutuals on TikTok. Um, I can't say for sure if we have the exact same beliefs cause I, I don't know her like their beliefs intimately. Yeah. Um, but based on the videos I've seen I do think that a lot of it aligns and also I just I love that Piper has a background like an educational background um and so it's like coming from that like academic space um and so that's kind of where I try to look at things from as well um and so I think that's kind of where the crossover is and I definitely agree with a lot of the The posts that I've seen um so yeah I'd say that it's pretty similar but I don't know if it's exactly the same
0: yeah I totally get what you're saying yeah um with them being you know kind of we were talking about them being gray beings and whatnot and having a different morality code um I've heard that the fae can't lie is it that they that they can't outright lie or is it more of um they just kind of go about it in a little bit of a, a manipulative way?
1: The latter, for sure. Yeah. That's
0: how that's how they can be
1: tricky, is that they won't lie, but yes, they will manipulate the truth and how they deliver that so that it's confusing and um like yeah, so that's kind of why you have to be very discerning about like that type of entity because they're really good with their words
0: (laughs) and somebody asked too if they choose you or if you have to call on them for them to kind of be in your realm I feel like the
1: experience will be different for everyone for me um I feel like they quote unquote chose me, though it's just kind of like I I grew up in Hawaii and there's just such beautiful magic here. Um, And that's another thing I like to talk about about the Fae is that they're a Fae is an umbrella term um, Mm -hmm. that I use for like any physical being that's not a human and not an animal. Um, And the types of Fae are different all over the world. And here in Hawaii, um, the Fae. Would be the Menahune, which are said to be the first inhabitants of the hawaiian islands um they're builders so a lot of like the natural um structures on the islands are said to have been built by them so like fish ponds and um bridges and certain uh, like homes um, and they they tend to avoid humans though they will make deals with humans in exchange for, like, I'll build you something in exchange for food. There's a lot of stories about that. But if a human walks up on them to see them building, they'll stop building and they'll go into hiding. Um so but so they're clearly from those stories, they're benevolent, right? Like they mm-hmm. they mean no harm, they they're trying to help as long as they get an, an equal exchange. Um, and so my experiences with them, which I didn't realize (laughs) it's funny because I always joked that there was a menahune in my car. (laughs) Um, and I didn't even like at that point in my journey, I didn't even realize that that was, um, that would be under the category of Faye. Um, it, it took me a long time to figure that out, but it was like multiple occasions, something would go missing in my car and Once it was by myself where I like tore everything apart looking for it. And then it was my friend's glasses. And like, I remember sitting in the car with her after I had like looked through everything and she was telling me how she had just ordered new ones and was kind of bummed because they were really expensive. And then she turned around and her glasses were in the middle of the back seat, like on top of everything. And then she was like, I thought you said you looked. I was like, I swear I did. Like I literally took everything out of the back and then they just showed up. Um, and the same thing happened a-, a few like months later, I was like with some friends and, um, we had like, we were going to the a place that I've always called the fairy forest. Um, again, like unconsciously making these connections later on, I was like, oh my gosh, of course this all like aligned the way that it did. Um, but we were going there to smoke and we had picked up like rolling papers on our way there and once we arrived, we couldn't find the rolling papers. And we were like, what the heck? We just bought these. And there were three of us this time. And so all three of us looked through my car. And I remember looking at my friend across the cab of my truck. And I was like, at this point in time, the rolling papers are gone. We've looked everywhere. They are not in my car. They're, they, they have disappeared entirely. And I looked down at my phone to check the time. And I just hear my friend go, Ashley did you put these here? And the rolling papers were literally in the middle of the passenger seat. So looking back, I'm like, okay, they were messing with me and my friends. Like, <laughs> That's um, so funny. Yeah, right? Um, but so it's interesting too, because something about the Fae is that they tend to be in liminal spaces. And a car, to me, is a liminal space because it's like you're always in transit, right? Like it's like you're always moving to a different destination. Um, and even like when we're sitting in the car, it's like, okay, we're going to move it somewhere else, right? So, I'm like, of course, that's where they would be, would be in this like liminal space that is my vehicle, Um, but even then I, I moved to California for college and I felt like they came with me because stuff would still go missing. Um, and like even one of my college roommates to this day still will text me and be like, Hey, I think the fairies took this thing of mine. Can you ask them to give it back? Like, (laughs) (laughs) so this has been like a thing for so long now.
0: (laughs) You're like, I'm not asking any favors. Thank you. I know. <laughs> what do you think about um and and I like I had said we were talking about this last week. Um, what do you think about people putting fairy gardens outside of their house? Do you feel like that invites in anything negative or makes a like makes an offering of wanting to work with or? ask for favors in the future or do you feel like it is just inviting and giving them a space that's an excellent question I've actually been tagged
1: in a video on tiktok a lot recently of someone who like made a fairy garden and then a a mushroom ring kind of was created around the space
0: oh shit Um, I know not to go in the mushroom ring
1: yeah right (laughs) (laughs) um but you know I hmm For me, I feel like whenever I've made, because I have made fairy gardens, and in my mind, I was creating that safe space, right? Um, But I do feel like it's also important to be able to, like, put up proper protections around your home um, as well, just to ensure that, like, only entities with good intentions are coming through. So I've even done that where, like, I, I got a fairy door and I created a protection sigil that I put on it so that it was like only like entities with good intentions can move through this portal. Um, and so I think it's like, as long as you do it right and like have these certain intentions and put up the proper protections, then it, it, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I do think that if you, you don't take those proper steps, that it could be inviting in some energies that you're not prepared for. Um, Which is why I always warn people, like, do your research, know what you're doing, like, don't, don't just go into this blindly, like, you need to, you need to know all the details before attempting anything.
0: Absolutely. And they make these, uh, they're like these fairy houses that you can put up in your kid's room. Mm -hmm. And so you can like, let them feed the fairies in their room or whatever. And I remember before I'd even ever learned anything, just being like, I don't know why, but that's not something that we're going to be doing in our house. Mm. And then now I'm like, Oh, okay. It's because I had no idea about the protections that you needed to have or an education enough. And I think that spirit was just like, this is not what we're getting into. We have enough problems. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd also,
1: um, if anyone who's listening is interested in like setting up something like that, like put it outside, like be very discerning about any sort of entity that you would invite into your home. Um, and especially because if you're like opening up kind of like a doorway, right. It's like anyone could come through that doorway. So got to make sure that it's like at least outside of your sacred space of like the,
0: the interior of the home. Right. Oh, 100%. And I ask these questions also, just so you know, like, as knowing that this is your opinion, and that you don't speak for like, everybody, um, right, what their opinions are just so just so you know, I love hearing what different, per- different people's perspectives are. Um, but it's so not to put you on the spot and be like, you are the teacher of these things. So tell us. Yeah, right. No, I, I appreciate
1: that clarification. And I'm, I'm much the same. I, I think that there, yeah, there are going to be other people who hear what I have to say. And they're like, Oh, absolutely not. Or, you know, so it's like, we all just kind of have to figure it out for ourselves. And what resonates with us, I think.
0: Yes. And that's why I want to create this, this uh, safe space too. It's called the coven of rejects because I want everybody who has different opinions and, and different viewpoints on things to be able to come and have This safe space to be able to say, well, this is this is my understanding and my perspective and how I see it and somebody else to be like, hey, that's not what I resonate with this week. But I support that that's your viewpoint and and where you come from and it be an acceptable place like you will never hear from anybody who is an avid listener of the podcast, who hears something and maybe doesn't agree with it, reach out to you and be like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. It just won't (laughs) happen. Yeah, and I love that you're creating a space
1: like that. I feel like that's another way that you and I align because that's kind of what I've been trying to create on my TikTok platform as well, where I'm open to like bringing in people of all different belief systems and I want them to to feel safe to, to share their... Their ideas. Um, and that's why like, when I get comments coming in, that's like very attacking, whether it's towards me or my, my followers or people mm-hmm. who are commenting, I'm like, okay, you got to go because this is a respectful space. Like, you know, if anything, like I I'm super into like providing constructive criticism or just like a different viewpoint, but still like respecting what people like subscribe to. Right. Cause I would want them to give me that
0: same respect as well. Absolutely. I feel like the people who have time to knock anything that somebody else is doing on their own personal thing or sharing their beliefs on their own personal platform are just very lonely, lost people who don't know how to interact with others or don't have anybody to interact with.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And even like when I'm like blocking people who somehow make it through my comment filters. (laughs) Um, I try and send them off with love, you know, and I like I block them to protect my own energy. But I do it in a way where I'm like, I hope you find the healing that you need. Right? Because I'm like, I just feel like it's so important to like, spread love, especially to the people who are trying to spread hate, because they need love more, because they're acting like that, probably because they don't have enough love in their life. And so they're trying to spread the pain so that they're not alone but so if we spread the love in the same way that they're trying to spread the the pain and the hate then hopefully it can counteract each other in some ways you're so sweet
0: I'm like fuck you and your mother
1: <laughs> I like I, I feel like that's literally why like Loki and Lilith came into my life so that I could be more like that because I am very like I'm very loving to a fault sometimes but I don't know it's like I feel like the energy of like, fuck you and your mother like I love that for you I want to be (laughs) like that but it's like my default is definitely like I just want to I just want people to be joyful and happy you know Um, but of course that's
0: not how life is so (laughs) and it's funny to me that you say that because like grass is always greener and like somebody else always does something better right so like in my mind I wish that I was able to be more I wish that I was able to love people through things and have more patience for people's healing journey and I do not. Mm -hmm. And I know (laughs) that about myself. Um, I only have two more questions about the Fae. And then I really want to read you these. I really want to do a dark goddess spread for you. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, This is my two questions because I, like I said, I was binging your page. Uh, (laughs) Why do you not share your name? Yeah, you know,
1: I've like, I've thought about that too. Um, and I've been thinking about doing like an intro post cause I've literally never done that. Um, but I feel like subconsciously, I was trying to like protect myself somehow, um, and like not give my full identity. Um, and I, I have applied that same thought process to like using a, the same filter on all my videos. Cause it's like, um, For me, I feel like that's a form of glamour magic, right? Where like I'm protecting myself. Um, And similarly, I try not to share like my astrological chart because I've heard of um, practitioners who are very deep in astrology say like, if you share your chart, you're kind of sharing the blueprint of who you are. Um, And just because like, though I do try to like be in that loving vibration, I do know that there are people who do have ill intent and so and I've experienced that firsthand not other practitioners thankfully but um you know like that energy is out there and so I feel like I need to take certain steps to protect myself and protect who I am um though I've been thinking about that (laughs) so it's funny that you asked me that because I was like okay maybe I should like I mean I just hit a hundred thousand followers and they've literally never like said anything about, thank you so much. Yeah. I was really excited about that milestone. (laughs) Um, but I, and I've never like shared who I actually am. I've only really shared like my ideas and like bits of, um, research and and tips, you know? Um, but so I wouldn't say that it was necessarily like a conscious decision. I'm not going to share my name. I just kind of like have kind of, worked around it. And I was like, okay, I guess like at this point, like I'm not sharing it right now.
0: (laughs) See, and you and I are opposite in that. Again, we're the same and opposite. Um, Because I think that self-preservation, we all just do it in different ways. And that is your safety guard for yourself of I'll share these things that I believe, but I'm not going to share the inner pieces of like who I am as a human being. Mm-hmm. And I'm the opposite where I share who I am as a human being on my page and I, you know, I, I share about what I, what I support with other people's practices and things and what I stand against and for, but I don't ever share intimate details about my practice or about my workings um, with deities or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. and that's my, uh, preservation, because that's the thing that I wouldn't be able to handle is getting people's feedback on what I spiritually do. Whereas you don't want feedback on who you are as a human.
1: Right? Yeah, that is really interesting. Hmm. Well, that's funny, too. So if you do see a video of me, like, sharing my name, just know that, like, I am now feeling safe enough to do that. So
0: <laughs> Hello? Well, I will be loving it and liking it because I follow you. And now I'm just going to be stalking your page and pretending I don't have a problem. Um, <laughs> and then that final question that I had was... Um, I saw on one of your videos about uh, you, it's your warnings about when you're talking with Faye and it was to not say you're sorry. Is that because you're, you're saying that you've done something wrong and they would feed on that? Yes.
1: Um, so it's like, if you were to say, I'm sorry, or thank you, it's kind of like you're saying I owe you something now. Right. Like, I'm sorry. So now I need to make up for that or thank you. Okay, now I owe you. Um, So it's just kind of like part of the the language that is used. Um, And that's part of why it's like it's so important to be able to like be good with your words. Right. So it's like, and it's funny too. Cause like I made those videos and I had so many people commenting like, well, what if I say it this way? And I'm like, you're missing the point because it's not about <laughs> what you say. It's like, it's more so like important to do an action instead of saying something, because these are hollow phrases at the same time. Like these are things that humans have started to say without actually thinking about it. So like, we'll say, I'm sorry but we don't actually mean that we're sorry. We'll say thank you, but we don't actually like mean it unless we do something to show those things. So instead of saying, I'm sorry, you could give an offering. Um, and same thing with thank you, like give an offering, do something to show your gratitude, to show your remorse, whatever it might be. Um, and one, one thing that I'll throw out there that I really like to do is to just pick up trash like in nature, because I feel like that's part of the reason that the Fae in general just kind of like might have a distaste for humans is because we have destroyed the, like the natural environment that is their home. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that I, I like to do and would encourage others to do as well, especially if they're interested in that in that realm um because i think that's a good way of saying both i'm sorry and thank you at the same time without actually saying it right because it's like i'm like showing you that not all humans are like this that we can we can create a a safe space for everyone in a clean space a clean environment um and like gratitude for allowing us into that space right um and keeping us safe while we're in it
0: so yeah yeah, and I feel like you're inviting um, in, a, in a positive way with them because you educate people on how to respect them back.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, I that's, think that's important.
0: <laughs> okay, so I pulled some cards for you.
1: Oh, I'm so excited.
0: Okay, so the four goddesses that we have are um, Penthesilia for guilt, Azumi for persuasion, Nyx for respite and Pythia for knowledge. Mm, okay, so uh, there is. Um, so the way that this that these cards read is there's a little excerpt for your actual reading, and then there's a little fact about that goddess or a little story about them. Oh, I love that. So for um, Penthesilia, this is the goddess of oh. It would help if I was on the correct goddess. Um, <laughs> this is the goddess of guilt. And it t- tells you, don't let a situation get out of hand and own up to your own part in it. It's time to move beyond your comfort zones. Forgive people for hurting you in the past because you're not responsible for the actions of others. A guilty secret could be revealed, but you should ask for advice about how best to tackle the the tricky situations that you find yourself in. Hmm. Um, The uh, proprietor of Greek origin, the queen of the Amazons, accidentally killed her own sister while hunting. Unable to reconcile what she had done and plagued by guilt, she took to war against the mighty Trojans in order to die an honorable death in battle. Um, So I... I feel like um, I pull this card a lot for people who feel things very deeply and are very sensitive and aware of how their actions directly impact other people, but also um, for people who get frustrated about not treating others the way that you treat them. Mm-hmm. is I feel like that is um, something that I get a lot when I pull that card for other people and that um, just something to, to note.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting. That's something that I'm like currently working through. So of course that came out. I love it. <laughs> of
0: course it did. And um, you can't, I'll have to send you a picture of this card when we're done because it's literally, so you know the goddess um, uh, Xena? Yes. Was, okay, so she's wearing the same outfit as like Xena, the warrior princess, and she's in the middle of a forest that looks like a fairy forest. Oh my gosh.
1: I'm literally going to the forest with my friend today. That's I wonder, so interesting. I'm going to see if I can take a
0: picture of this while we're talking and send it to you.
1: Okay, yeah, because I'm
0: like, if it ends up looking like the forest that I go to today, I'm going to freak <laughs> out in the best way. <laughs> I just sent it. Okay. It's it's sending. Um, and then the next goddess that we have is, um, did it go through? Yes.
1: Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah, I
0: love that. So beautiful, and she's got a nice bod too. It's like, go yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Goddess bod. (laughs) Goddess bod. (laughs) Um. Ooh. Okay. I like this one. So this is a zoomy for persuasion. Um, you have the gift of the gab and a way about you that draws people's intentions and holds it with ease a great politician or entertainer you would make mm-hmm.
1: likewise
0: you may be the last resort for family and friends when a troubled soul needs help or a change of direction needs to be enforced most of the time you relish this but take heed as it is a force that must also be kept in check. It's not always right to change others' minds or have them give up their own beliefs for yours, just because you can talk, sing, and dance rings around them. The art of persuasion should be deployed with care and attention. Listen to the needs of others and consider local governance or an organization like Victim Support or Samaritans. You are going to have a friend struggling to be heard that needs your help, get more information before you try and change a loved one's mind in their upcoming situations and be more openly aware to a a different point of view.
1: Okay. I feel like that touches on a lot of the things that we kind of talked about today.
0: (laughs) I do too.
1: Yeah. That's Uh, really
0: cool. And she was the persuader of Japanese origin. She used song, danced and the trick of mirrors uh, the multi-talented goddess Izumi was the only deity who could lead the great sun goddess out of a severe depression back to her heavenly responsibilities and ensuring the return of the light to the earth and the fertility of crops.
1: Wow. Okay. So I'm Japanese. Um, and also like the, the imagery of like singing and dancing in circles just makes me think of the Fey and like the creation of, um, fairy circles.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. Yeah. That's so cool. See, I knew, I knew when you started talking, I was like, she needs a reading from the dark goddess deck. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Ooh. Okay. And then this is Nyx. So I feel like, um, those cards were about, um, like how you're very open and you put yourself on display. And we were just talking about that a minute ago. And Mm -hmm. Nix for respite says to keep your cards close to your chest and don't share all of your ideas with anybody right now. You're a great listener and a natural counselor. Speak to people that you can trust, retreat and get away from it all and protect your work from the ambition of others. Appearances of others who may be jealous of what you're working on can be deceiving. Mm. Nyx is the confider of Greek origin the primordial goddess of the night she is a figure of such exceptional power and beauty that she is feared by Zeus himself mother of all the creatures of the night including vampires lichen werewolves etc all can go to her and find comfort respite and bear their souls in confidence Mm -hmm. that makes sense with you talking about creating that safe space as well yeah, absolutely. Also really funny
1: because um, we recently had um, a stray cat who had a litter of four kittens in our courtyard and I named one of the kittens Nix. Of course um, you did. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. Okay. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then the last goddess that I have for you is Pythia. Um, investigate a teacher's credentials and experiences before signing up. Studying will open up new opportunities. Stop relying on others to give you any answers because deep within you already know. Be open to receiving esoteric information and you have a natural ability to teach others, which, hello, we already know. (laughs) Um, Pathaya is the teacher of Greek origin and uh, this oracle of Delphi held court at Pytho, the sanctuary for the Delphinians and a sanctuary dedicated to Apollo. Pythia was highly regarded, for it was believed that she channeled prophecies from Apollo himself um, while steeped in a dreamlike stance. Mm. Also, um, I don't know why you had said like a, a courtyard or something is where you had found the, the kittens. Mm hmm. And I just want to send you this picture because Nyx is on a, like, what looks like a concrete throne. And that's what I imagined with, like, like um, a courtyard or a corridor. And then Pythia is literally laying down on concrete steps in front of, like, demolished Greek buildings. I'm sending it to you. Okay.
1: Wow. That's so interesting. It's super and interesting. Also just because – oh,
0: okay – yeah oh these are gorgeous cards this is my favorite one of my favorite decks
1: yeah i can see why um and it's so interesting that that last card was about teaching because i'm looking into getting my reiki two attunement soon um and i think i finally found like the the master that i want to learn from because i really wanted to do it in person and she literally lives like up the street from me um But so that's interesting that it's like, I haven't actually bought the course yet. So like, it's like, Hey, like look into all the options. Right. Um, But I've also been thinking about creating um, an online tarot course. Um, So also like, I literally was like, I posted about that recently. Um, And so like, it's just interesting how like it all, it all is tying together. And I can see how that reading actually touches on multiple facets of my life. But so, yeah, all things that I've been thinking about within the past like week, you know, so very cool.
0: Yeah, I think it's cool. And I think that if you let me know if you end up doing those tarot classes, because um, I will take it and I'll shout other people out to come and take it as well.
1: Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's definitely going to happen. I just have to find the time to create it. Um, But yeah, so I'm definitely getting signs that that's something I should do. So it's yeah,
0: only a matter of time. Well, then good on you because I know, um, you know, how hard it is to balance being a creator and doing that and then also balancing side projects. I do a full Patreon on the side of uh, I just am going to drop my third podcast and creating content and... Mm -hmm then having to also do your own spiritual practice and make sure you're grounded and not taking in other people's bullshit every day. Yeah. Um, so I really, I completely resonate with you on like, it's something on my to-do list that will be done. However, when it fits into my life, I don't know.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's like, I, I always try to go with what resonates on that day, you know? So like, <laughs> it's kind of hard to plan stuff in sometimes because I like to operate like that. Um, but yeah, so definitely kind of a long to-do list, but it'll all get done eventually. In divine timing, if you
0: will. <laughs> In divine timing. You are on nobody's clock. Exactly. <laughs> well, Time doesn't you, exist. It, it does not. It's a human thing. <laughs> hmm Exactly. And you're stardust. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what is something that you, if listeners took anything away from your episode, what would you want to leave them with?
1: Hmm, that's a great question. I feel like really just stay true to you and your practice and make sure you're doing your research. Um, Especially like if a lot of the knowledge that you have is based off of like very short clips from social media, like take what resonates and go deeper into that, right? Um, And don't feel like you have to confine yourself to any particular box, because other people are telling you, you have to choose a certain path or you should be practicing this or don't do that, you know, just like follow what feels right and stay safe. And yeah,
0: don't let other people get in the way of who you are. Yes. I think that's the perfect uh, message for people to be left with today. I feel like there's so much more that I'd love to talk to you about that. um, Maybe in the future we can do something on Patreon or something like that, where we can visually see each other and collaborate on something.
1: Yeah, I would love that. Let me know if you come up with anything and we can chat about it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for this opportunity.
0: And it was lovely to meet you um, and chat with you. It was so amazing getting to talk with you. Thank you for sharing the education that you have with me and about your personal journey. I'm happy to have made a new friend and we'll definitely have to stay in contact. Yes, absolutely.
1: See you later. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.